Welcome to the Adult Puberty Podcast. I don't know about you, but navigating life as an adult can be just as uncertain, exciting, and full of growing pains as adolescence was. This podcast is all about self-development and growth in the areas of physical health, emotional stability, and spiritual maturity. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's do it. What's up, friends? My name is Ebony, and I want to welcome you to another episode of the Adult Puberty Podcast. All right, y'all. So today we're talking about being wired different. Um, my experience with with living with ADHD, and I also want to talk about how you can how you can identify how you're wired differently and why that even matters. So. Most people off the bat, uh, ADHD is, you know, usually like some like badass kids running around, you know, who can't sit still and whatever. Right. And it's so much more than that. As a matter of fact, there's a doctor named Dr. William Dodson. He said it best. So he said ADHD is a confusing contradictory, inconsistent, and frustrating condition. And as somebody who is living with it and who has been living with it and is now really just starting to learn about it, I can tell you that that statement is every bit, you know, every bit of true because I don't even understand it, right? Like it's hard for me to even explain to somebody what my experience is because one is hard, right? Two, I'm just now learning that all the like weirdo things that people would just think about me or I just thought about myself, you know, some of that is from ADHD. I've always known that I had ADHD and, you know, periodically for years I've tried to get help because it's not, it's difficult. It is difficult to deal with and you know even people who know me like they know that I have it but it's like not to say it's a joke but it's kind of like you know we make we make light of it and I'm guilty of that too partly because I didn't understand it and two because I think a little bit of shame right not like oh I'm so weird I'm ashamed but just shame because I didn't know what was all that was wrong with me you know what I mean like Sometimes I feel like, yo, maybe I'm just crazy. You know what I mean? Which, whatever, I, I could take crazy. <laughs> I got it honest. That's for sure. <laughs> if that's the case. But anyway, so I wanted to talk about it because, you know, one, like I said, this is a part of my journey in learning about myself and how I'm wired, right? And, how I can kind of carve some space out in the world, you know, to live in a way that best suits me and how I'm wired, right? So in a nutshell, ADHD is a neurological issue. And so neurological meaning that it has to do with your brain as well as your nerves, right? So our nervous system controls everything, basically from like, you know, our heartbeat to us walking to us seeing to like everything. There is a communication from our brains 
through our neurons, through our nervous system to organs and our entire body system to communicate things to help us live and function. ADT2magazine.com explains it this way. They say like the brain is the fuse box and the nervous system is the body's version of electrical wiring, right? So the brain is a fuse box, the body is the electrical wiring. The way I kind of look at that is people with ADHD, their houses, let's just say our bodies or our houses are not wired like a typical house would be. So for instance, like, you know, in my ADHD house, when you switch on the light for the bathroom, the porch light comes on, right? Instead of the bathroom light. And like, my whole house is is that way. So the ADHD nervous system is constantly in survival mode. So we have that, you know, what is it? Freeze, wait, fight, freeze, or flight, right? That's our response to danger. So like all type of stuff happens in our body. So like our heart rate goes up, our adrenaline gets pumping, like all of these things happen. With people in, with ADHD, that happens all day, right? With periods of like a break in there where we're not so affected by our our symptoms. You know, the other thing is that, you know, being a woman in my 40s, I also learned that that is a time for women when ADHD symptoms are at their worst in their 40s and 50s. And so I knew something was happening you know, come to find out like, no, this is like really something that's happening. Like the things that I was doing before to kind of help manage and just kind of live and not, you know, and to survive weren't working anymore. Right. And so that's when I, you know, started talking about really getting serious about learning about ADHD and more importantly, getting some like help for it. Right. So um, I was officially diagnosed I think it was 2020. And the reason why I wanted a diagnosis, like I said, I've always known that I've had it, or at least since my like 20s, I've known. But I wanted to get help to get treatment, right? And so, you know, I never thought I would be one of those people who's like, you know, I take my meds and then I feel better type person. But these meds for ADHD have been like... Uh, like a game changer for me, like really helpful, not, you know, a cure, but just something to just take the edge off. You feel me? So anyway, find out that women are typically diagnosed late in life. So not just women, women, minorities, and gifted people are typically either misdiagnosed or ignored when patients come to the office and and talk about, you know, what's going on with them and and their symptoms and they think they might have ADHD. And that's unfortunate, right? That happened to me, right? Like I said, periodically over the years, I was trying to get help for it. And, you know, even my like family doctor who was cool, you know, you know, I tell her like, hey, I got ADHD. Can you give me something? And she act like, you know, I was like some junkie who was just getting my yearly exams to like support my drug habit. <laughs> like, so, you know what I'm saying? So it was just, it was frustrating, right? ADHD is a complicated and sometimes debilitating condition. 
And, you know, if you're like me and you, you know, always known that you had it, but you never really took the steps to to try to help yourself. I just want to encourage you to, even if nobody believes you to keep insisting until somebody does believe you, which sounds like crap, which you shouldn't have to do that. But that's what happened with me. You know, if I had just given up, then I wouldn't be, you know, getting treatment and just learning different skills um, that I can use to help me navigate life, you know, just based off of like how I'm wired. Right. So so the other thing is this year, this other reason why I want to bring this up this year, 2023 is going to be the first year where ADHD guidelines for adults will be released. So all this time, there have not been any guidelines for adults and doctors are using the kid guidelines, which, you know, ADHD and adults, it evolves and absolutely carries on into late adulthood. Like it doesn't go away, basically. So I guess, you know, I don't, I don't, we don't have to go into like all the the symptoms and things, but I guess I just want to explain how, what it's like to live with ADHD by like analogies versus like symptoms. So using the house wiring analogy, right? ADHD is like, so remember I said your bathroom light turns on your porch light and the basement light turns on your bathroom light. ADHD is like your whole house is like that, right? 90% of your house, we'll say, is like that. So all day, you're (laughs) running around this house, right, forgetting that your porch light is connected to your bathroom light, and you're running up and down the bit, you know, from the, the, what you call it, the attic to the basement all day, right? Imagine how exhausted the thought of that is. That is what it's like in my brain and in my body all day. Mind you, I haven't even added in life. That's just me getting up and just dealing with me. We're not talking about eating. We're not talking about relationships. We're not talking about work. We're not talking about nothing related to life, just me. The other way I would describe it is like, it's like a basketball game of like thoughts and stuff all day. You have positive thoughts, you have negative thoughts, you got timeouts, you got substitutions, you got halftime. And one of the things that I've learned that I found interesting about ADHD is that they say on average that we may have between four to five times a day where our symptoms are manageable, right? And not getting in the way of our daily life. That's four to five times a day. But the rest of the day, it is a basketball game happening and it's just, it's exhausting. So by the time I get to like regular life and, you know, dealing with whatever, I don't already spent 75, 75 cent of the dollar that I had for the day. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, ADHD in adults may not look like, you know, Macaulay Calkin, you know, in home alone running around the house, but it may, right? A lot of our stuff is internal, 
right? A lot of our ADHD is, our, our hyperactivity is internal to us. I say all that, one, to bring awareness to ADHD, but in me learning about this, right? Learning about it and being honest with those around me, I've had to have a lot of compassion for myself, right? And be nice to myself, right? And in me doing that, I've realized how different we all are wired, right? Like whether you have a, you know, a diagnosed condition or or not, you're wired a certain way. And there's room for you in the world. If you take the responsibility to carve out and clear a way for yourself. All I'm saying is there's a better way for me to live, right? And it's my job to make space for myself, right? And that is what I want to talk to you guys about. And what I want for you as well is for you to not be squeezed by a world that doesn't care how you're wired, right? And that's why I say it's on us to make space and to live a certain way based off of how we're wired, right? So all of us are nothing but a combination of 11 herbs and spices, the only difference is the combination of those 11 herbs and spices. How do we begin identifying how you are wired? So number one, stop ignoring that small positive voice in your head. And I say positive because there's also a negative voice that talks, right? Stop acting like that positive voice is just there to give you suggestions, Right. Like it's there to help you no matter how small the help may seem. Right. So, for instance, for me, you know, there's a, a little known fact that a part of ADHD is called hyper focus, where you are so focused on a thing and it's like you lose track of time. You don't pay attention to like bodily functions and you become so fixated on the thing typically that you enjoy to the exclusion of everything else, right? Well, when when there are times when I get into these hyper-focus modes, my body starts to feel a certain type of way. And there's always this little voice that just says, eat. That's it. Eat. And then I'm doing whatever I'm doing. And then I'm like, mm. I assess that I am not starving right now. Therefore, I don't need to eat. And then next thing you know, I'm nauseous. I have a headache. And now I have to stop because I, I don't feel good because I've hyper focused for too long without taking care of myself. Right. Um, number two, pay attention to and write down the things that give you energy. And yes, I'm saying write down. I'm talking to the person who who looks up, reads, you know, YouTube, this, books, conferences, all these different things about all these things that make such a difference in, in your life. These things make such a difference that you're like, I'm going to remember this and I'm going to do this and da, 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 da. And then it goes somewhere because you forgot to remember. Of course, you may not be a pen and, per pen and paper type person, but this, this, this phone, this is a easy jot down, you know, pad all in of itself. So think about the things that 
and write down the things that give you energy, right? And I, and when I say give you energy, I mean things that either physically give you energy, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually give you energy. Things that make you feel good, right? Things that may bring you peace, right? Things that prov- provoke positive thoughts and positive actions, right? And the other thing is like, listen to your body, right? Our bodies also tell a story, right? They also are communicating with us. So your body, something is talking to you, whether it's that still small voice or whether it's your body, something is talking to you, right? So number three, notice and write down the things that drain your energy or don't give you good feelings, right? Are you having negative thoughts, right? What's going on in your body, right? Like is your stomach, you know, tense, you know, are your teeth clenched? Is your heart rate up? Are you breathing shallow? What notice it? What is it? Like for me, talking on the phone long, long, um, sometimes it drains me. And I don't know what happens. I can't really explain what is happening in my body. But a lot of times I abruptly get off the phone because I've hit my internal limit and it has nothing to do with the person. It has nothing to do with the conversation. It's just the length of this conversation is too long for me. It's important for us to have that list, whether you're jotting that down on your cell phone or, you know, posting notes or whatever. It's important for us to have that someplace so that we don't forget So that the next time you're in a situation or with a person or whatever that drains you, you can address it right away as opposed to suffering through it, which is what many of us do, right? Instead of honoring how we're wired, we suffer through it, right? And from an ADHD perspective, I suffered through a lot of years of trying to fit in into a neurotypical, AKA non-ADHD world, right? And that had its own impact on me, right? And so even if, you know, you're in a situation and you feel like you can't get away, trust and believe, I'll be willing to bet that 98% of the time you can get away. It may not even be long. Let's just say you don't have a lot of time. You're in a draining situation, whatever that may be, or around a draining person, right? Draining incident. Take a commercial break. Now, you know, a commercial break is what, two minutes? Well, now it's more like, I I hate commercials, yo. It's like like seven minutes of commercials. But let's just say two minutes of commercials, right? You walk away and you just give yourself time to breathe, close your eyes and to look at where your feet are standing as a quick way to get grounded, right? As opposed to going through all your five senses, just this is where my feet are planted. I am standing here and you're looking at your feet just to be present, taking some deep breaths, close your eyes and just be there with yourself. Acknowledge that this is draining you and acknowledge that you taking a commercial break is you doing self-care, right? It seems small, 
right? It seems small, but just trust me on it. Just, just, just start that. You know what I mean? Just start that when you're in a situation. Now, the other reason for that list is so that we can be mindful not to put ourselves in the future and sit into situations that drain our energy, right? And the next thing is, you know, the things that <clears throat> give us energy, right? So this is really the most important part, right? So the things that give us energy or the people or the places or things, whatever, those are the things that we need to intentionally incorporate into our day, our week, our month, or our year, right? That's a long range that you can incorporate some stuff, right? Like, I don't want to hear this like, oh, I don't have time. You got between a day and a year to incorporate this, however you want to do it, right? And then the last part is to share, regardless like we can't get away from each other we can't get away from people so whether you know you're interacting with people in in some way whether you know romantically platonic customers client whatever it is you're interacting with people right I think if we want to have better interactions with people I think it's important for us to one be the person who is open and vulnerable enough to let people know how you are wired in a certain particular area or whatever. And two, be the person who at the very minimum respects that somebody is wired different than you. They don't think like you. They don't see the same perspective as you do. They would, you know, they handle things a completely different way. Their bathroom light turns on the porch. Just respect that regardless of how, it jives or doesn't jive with how you're wired, right? That's a whole nother topic. We're just talking about respecting the fact that we are each wired differently. And what I'm saying is that if we want to have better interactions and relationships, that I think it's time that we start having a vulnerable conversation to just say how we're wired, right? So for example, I am trying to, you know, I'm trying these different jobs and things. Right. And somehow I got into a sales job. Now, sales is not my jam. I just I, whatever. So I was a salesperson at the booth for doors and windows. Right. And I was at the car show, the Philly car show in one of those booth booths. And it was like used car salesman row so it was like flooring people roofing then it was like doors anyway I was tortured right so I quit after two days and I told the guy and I felt bad because the guy had me on the schedule for like six days normally I would just suck it up and like bowl through it because I made that commitment however I am honoring how I'm wired and that literally was torture for me being in that like 20 by whatever 10 space and just walking back and forth like a lion harassing random people having you know it was cool to have random conversations but it just that was draining for me and it being draining for me and the fact that I'm doing this for money like I don't want to drain myself for money like I'm done doing that you feel me so that was me being open and, and honest in a way that I normally, I definitely wouldn't for a job, 
right? So I just feel like, you know, there's so many things that make us all wired different, right? And I just feel like if we paid a little less attention to other people living their lives on social media and reality TV and paid a little bit more time looking at how, you know, we're wired in the details of our own personalities. I think like the, the sooner we can start carving out our own way, you know, while we live the lives that we truly want to live. So say la, pause and think about that. Thanks for sharing your time and the space with me today. I hope you heard something in today's episode that made a difference in some way to your own personal journey through adult puberty. Until next time.